thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to this edition of 100 Not Out. Marcus Pierce here with you. Now, you're about to listen to a great, robust discussion about love, relationship building, and communication. Now, a few announcements before we get this show on the road. As I'm sure you know, Damo and I recently returned from our inaugural 100 Not Out longevity retreat in Ikaria. Whilst we were there, we created the 100 Not Out lifestyle program so that you can take the best gold nuggets from Ikaria and apply them to your life. To find out more about the program and the sensational bonuses that come with it, head on over to 100notout.com. Secondly, Damo and I are speaking together this August on two occasions. We're in Shell Harbour, just south of Sydney, on Wednesday, August 17, and in Melbourne together on Thursday, August 18, the day after. To register, go to eventbrite.com.au. That's eventbrite.com.au and enter either of our names in the search box and you'll see those events come up. And lastly, the 2016 Wellness Summit is fast approaching September 10 and 11 in Melbourne, our biggest wellness summit ever with a 1,000 people uh, expected. We have an incredible lineup of speakers. All information, all you need is at thewellnesssummit.com. That's www.thewellnesssummit.com. Okay, doke, that's it from me. Sit back, unwind, continue on your walk or your commute or whatever you're up to right now and enjoy the latest episode. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and here I am with the co-founder of The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys. He is the lover of love languages. Here's Dr. Damien Christoph. Hello, legend. Hello, Marcus. I am the lover of love languages. I love love languages. We are pretty um, we're pretty keen on them, you and I. They come mm. up in conversation a lot. A lot. And uh, we've done a number of episodes just on various parts of the love languages. If you don't know them, you can go to fivelovelanguages.com. Uh, we will summarize them in a moment. Mm. Um, but... We actually uh, drew the ire of a of a listener, mm-hmm. uh, a loyal listener. Her name is Alan, and her ire was very well. Um, I think it was deserved. Like for anyone that was listening, it was going to pr- uh, push buttons, and um, Alan's buttons were pushed. Big and time, big time. She big responded. Buttons. Um, I reckon in a really mature fashion mm-hmm. uh, to the point where when we received the message, we weren't like, oh, that was all. We weren't angry. We were like, has raised, um, Alan raised some very valid points. Mm. So mm. Uh, we said to Alan, look, it's a long time between drinks in terms of recording 100 Not Out, but we will honor uh, that message with a follow-up episode. And we'd honor all of your messages. So if you want to take the time to send us a message, send us some questions. In fact, ask us, you know, some questions. Um, we'll respond, absolutely. You take the time, we'll take the time. Absolutely. So things that you haven't liked or things that you think are missing that you would like covered, uh, just send Damo a message, Damien at DamienChristoph.com or look us up on Facebook, send us a message and uh, we would love to <coughs> connect. Now, I'm yeah. going to read, uh, it was a long long uh, response. I'm going to read a couple of um, uh, paragraphs from the message mm. so that we can Put a bit of context to this and then we'll go into... Now, you know what I'll do first? I'll explain what the five languages are. Well, why don't we explain what the podcast was? Well, we were talking about... Um, uh, we were talking about... We did two episodes on what happens if you give a love language. The second one, which I think raised I was what happens if you give a love language um, but it's not well received. Um, and we also did one on uh, political correctness. Mm. That's really what drew the eye of Alan. Yeah. Was, um, the world's gone to PC, mm. um, and oh, and 
And having said that, um, when I read this message out, you'll kind of get an understanding of where Alan's coming from. But in terms of the five love languages themselves, we're talking about you feel the most love when you receive one of these, when you receive physical touch. Um, so if you get a hug, you get a kiss. Yes, if you make love or have sex, but really it's any physical touch. If you stroke your hand through my hair, I am just feeling loved. Um, if you spend quality time with someone, that just fills your bucket up so much. And this is Amber's um, love language. Yep. Quality time, you just feel so loved. It could be going for a walk and having a chat. Yep. It could be going out for dinner. It could be sitting down and watching TV with your significant other. It could be going to bed at the same time. Yep. That is quality time no matter what it is. It could be acts of service. That is my wife, Sarah's. Mm -hmm. Acts of service. It could be little things like doing dishes, doing vacuuming, taking the, taking the rubbish out, doing sleepy time, answering the phone, whatever it is, um, acts of service is something that you feel the most loved about. It could be words of affirmation. If someone says, thank you so much for doing that, Damo. I love you so much. Uh, thank you so much for making dinner. Thank you. Whatever it is, it's an affirming word about you that you go, oh, that makes me feel so loved. Um, and the final one is gifts. And it doesn't have to be Coco Chanel. It can be a bunch of roses. It can be a hand-picked flower out of the garden. It could be something physical that you've received that you feel like it's the thought that counts. You just feel so loved because someone has thought about you to go to the effort to bring you something and that really, really fills your love tank up. So they're the five love languages. I'll read out this message and then we'll get into a chat about it. Good. All right. So yeah. Alan sends a message and again, I summarize and she first starts off by saying how much she loves the podcast. And um, dear Damien and Marcus. Dear Damien and Marcus. Absolutely. Um, she said, but I felt compelled to write to you after the second episode on the love languages uh, topic because I was disappointed in the way you handled the topic of political correctness in the workplace. Um, so, and you asked for feedback, so here's mine. Um, I agree there's times where PC has gone too far. Um, our society is highly regulated. Um, and then she goes on to talk about, I'm a high school teacher and many, many times I have wished I could just give a student a hug when they are upset and in tears. But I I have to refrain because, of course, physical contact with with students is off limits. There is definitely a case to be made uh, that we have lost some of our sense of love, connection, and community, and even some of our rights because of PCness. But do you know what else we've lost as a society? We've lost the right as an adult to touch a child inappropriately, either sexually or in anger. We've lost the right for a woman's body to be the property of anyone but herself. We've lost the right to discriminate against or abuse gay, lesbian, and transgender people because of who they feel they are. We've lost the right to discriminate against or abuse a person because of their race, religion, or culture and so on. I don't know about you, but I'm glad we have lost those particular rights. So, um, oh, she's just gone on to say, um, as you know, Gary Chapman in his book, The Five Love Languages, uh, speaks about if your primary love language is physical touch, for example, then you will feel that any negative or unwanted physical touch even more deeply than you otherwise would. The same goes for all the love languages. If the expression is in your primary love language, but it is negative, unwanted, or unwelcome, then it will actually be received as feeling like the opposite of a loving gesture towards you. I don't remember you pointing this out in your episodes either, but it is an important part of the love languages framework. And again, Alan, thank you for sending that in because agreed, it is an important part of the framework. If someone punches me or slaps me mm. or pushes me, mm. that is like the ultimate insult. 100%. Because yeah. that's my love language. Yeah, so when you diss the love 
love language of, of when you diss your love language or someone disses your love language, it's like a real massive, it's a massive wound. It's a huge wound. You know, if someone gives you a really bad present, um, but gifts are your thing, you go, well, why would you waste the time and give me a bad present? Why would you do that to me? You know, that's a real wounding, you know, in terms of spending time, you want to spend time with somebody, but you're totally disengaged. Why would you spend time with me if you're totally disengaged and on your phone the whole time? Mm-hmm. Like that just doesn't float my boat, yeah. you know, or, you know, if you're going to say something nice to me, actually mean it, don't put a butt in there or, you know, don't, don't make it sarcastic, you know, because it really, that, that just negates it. So those mortally wounding moments, <laughs> mortally wounding, they are mortally wounding moments of when you stuff up someone else's love language, um, <laughs> equally as bad as actually, you know, doing something in, profoundly good. So, but can I just go? Yeah, keep Alan, going. Because yes. what Alan wrote there was was right. But but my thing is that I don't think we've ever had those rights. I don't think we've ever had the right to touch a child inappropriately. I don't think we've ever had the right to use someone's body um, for, for for purposes other than what they would use their body for. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think they were ever rights. And I know that in, in the comment that Ellen wrote, she put inverted commas right. I think what it is is an unrealistic expectation, you know, that, that someone expected that it was actually okay for them to do that. But... What PC has done is it's leveled the playing field somewhat and then it's actually said, no, hang on a second, that's not okay. And so that now we've got some ground rules around that. But we've also then gone and said, well, because of this ground rule, because you now can't give someone a hug, you can't now interact in that yes. way. So if a child is looking for a hug and the only thing they need is a hug or a cuddle, that's not touching a child inappropriately. Yeah. That's giving them a hug or a cuddle and that's a way of communicating that child's love language at the time that they need it. If somebody... Um, I, I just think that PC has made things move so far away from a human connection perspective. Um, I don't. I think all it's done is it's leveled the playing field and made it clear of what's appropriate, what's not appropriate. But the the greyness that PC has created is that it's taken away the niceness of the human interaction, um, which, which which should only have nice intent or good intent. Oh, well said. Well said. So I know it's weird these days, weird being, you know, the the, uh, the term that I use, that when people that aren't related to a child give that child a kiss or a hug, some people feel uncomfortable about that. Yeah. And what you're saying is that I'm gleaning and I'm actually recognizing this for the first time. That's because that we do live in... Uh, I don't know if it's the politically correct world, but I would almost take it one step further and say the, the, the world that the mass media has projected onto people yeah. makes them feel like some of those physical exchanges are inappropriate. Yeah. I was on a plane and uh, and this is maybe eight or nine years ago. I was on a plane and I was sat next to a child. Now, I'm a chiropractor. I've got a working with children's check, um, naturopath. I'm a father. And um, and the flight attendant came up to me and said, oh, excuse me, sir, I need to move you from your seat. I said, how come? And she said, well, you're sitting next to a minor and the minor's unaccompanied and you can't sit there next to the minor unaccompanied because you're a man. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but holy moly. Seriously, this happened to me. This is eight or nine years ago. Yeah. Now, it's probably gotten worse. It's probably still the same. But they went and got a woman. 
to sit next to this little child. And maybe this woman has never, ever had a child before, never doesn't know how to relate to children. Yep, maybe, maybe. Maybe the woman is a, a perpetrator. Maybe the woman is a bad person doing wrong things. Maybe. But just because of her sex, it was assumed that she'd be a better person than what I am. And I took offense to that. Now, I didn't call up Qantas and go, Qantas, you're bad people. What that was was a highlight of how far it's gone to be, you know, to assume that because I'm a man, I'm a bad person. And uh, and, and that's that. this, I think, is what PC has done and has made things um, challenging for people to be able to interact and have interpersonal relationships with people that are appropriate. Yeah. Um, so... A question without notice is there anything that's going to shift that like because it, you can't do anything about that right like is is that is that one of those things we we're talking about in another episode about how uh, social media is really here to stay and uh, food porn is here to stay everything is just there but when we look at that is that something you know which Alan talks about with you know I'm glad we've lost those rights. And as you, and as you say, and I do agree with you, they were never rights. Never rights. Uh, to they, begin were, with. they were abuses. And in fairness to Alan, she's put them in exclamation yeah, and quotation marks. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, but it's more that awareness. Like we've now got an awareness that it's okay for women to work and for women to want to work. Mm. Whereas in the old days, you know, a woman's job was to stay at home, so to speak. That was the beliefs of society. And now we live in a world, thankfully, where that's not um, the common belief. So does that mean then that what happened to you on the plane that's not that's not going to go in reverse uh, people are going to go you know what let's let that stranger male sit next to that stranger 12 year old and just because there's a hundred not out episode yeah, yeah and just trust yeah. like uh there's not going to be a social shift in that um so there's a few things that still have to happen in society and and I don't know, I hope it happens in my time. And I'm a big supporter of the White Ribbon um, yes, you know, absolutely. Foundation. I think that's an amazing cause and, and I, I would love to be an ambassador for that. Um, I was struck, you know, and I was, I was shocked that, uh, that two women per week are murdered in Australia due, from domestic violence. Wow. Two women a week. That's 100 women a year are killed in the home. And which blew, just blew me away, right? And so that's that's men abusing women. So I think that's that's potentially where part of the problem actually is. In the newspaper today, there's the front story is the mum who killed her baby, but tried to blame a man for stealing the baby out of her pram. She killed her own own baby, and allegedly. And no, she, con- let, yeah, she confessed but, it. Uh, yeah. She's confessed it. Just right. for just for everybody's sake, at this point, we're still going to say allegedly because there's been no conviction. There's been that's no. True. Okay, that's so true. It's yeah. alleged. Allegedly. All right, reporter, journalist. So I'm. My thing is that people can be bad and people can be good, and I think that the, the other there's a couple. There's another thing that's got to happen in terms of equalisation is that women need to be paid the same amount of money that men are paid. Like there's a whole lot of things that need to become equal. We've got to stop, though, the interplay of saying, well, we, gender A deserves this because gender B has it and gender B deserves that because gender A has it. It just should be that people across the board are appreciated. So so are we talking, and, and, and just tell me if I'm getting this out of uh, kilter here, but are you saying that we often talk about men and women are different yes. but we're equal? Yeah, 100%. Okay, so yeah. so you sitting next to the child yes. should be given the same, the equal level of trust 
as a woman sitting next to the child. Yep. Now, this will rile people. This will rile people because people are going, oh, you know, there's more pedophiles that are men. There's more, you know, rapists that are men. There's more women that get bashed, all these sorts of things. But, and, and that is the case. But should there be discrimination immediately because I'm a man? Yeah, and I think what you're saying is it's the immediacy of it, isn't it? Yeah. I, we were probably saying, we were talking about, you know, our attention to detail with some recording earlier that that I would say in that scenario, every uh, every uh, male um, would, you would, uh, you'd have, um, you know, character tests. Like you'd be able to look at your file, so to speak, and go, well, he's not a convicted criminal. He's not, hasn't done this. He hasn't done that. Like um, I actually think it would be good if every, like on a, privacy basis on a public profile people go well okay so the 12 year old is sitting next to damien john christoph he's the owner of forage cereal he's the owner of vita lifestyles he lives here um he's flown with Qantas 500 times he's flown to these countries this is his passport details all the rest of it um happy for him to be there all of that data is available do you know what i mean yeah, so absolutely. it's like there's no concern he has a, a 16 year old son um all the rest of it there's you can see there's no concern. If, like you said, the the woman sitting next to her was um, has been in a uh, you know a history of this criminal conviction yeah. that was a some type of domestic um, conviction. Um, there might have been a marriage breakup. There might have been trouble with children. There might have been um, whatever. It's like you know what? That's probably not a healthy situation to have for that twelve year old. Yeah. Um, so but you were just saying it was a blanket judgment on uh, without stealing from kindergarten cop you have a penis and she has a vagina yeah that's right that's exactly right that's exactly right so i know it's a bit of a shift away from the love language discussion no, it's However, a good tangent to go on what what i'm saying is that pc-ness has created this and uh, and that concerns me so amber and i have this conversation all the time all the time because she works in corporate and pc-ness comes from corporate like really the the ultimate pc-ness comes from there because i can't go marcus Yes, you can do that. Great job, mate. Well done. All of a sudden, I've put my hand on your shoulder. That's bad news. Male to male, male to female, female to male, female to female. It's bad news now. You can't actually do that. Marcus, good on you, mate. Can't do that anymore. Marcus, I really like what perfume you're wearing today. It smells fantastic. You know, nice shirt, Marcus. You can't do that stuff anymore. You can't give. I'd I'd, I'd struggle. Channel 9 days, 2006, that was everywhere. But a hundred absolutely. Now, I always comment on people's hunting fluid. I think it's always really nice. Like I love the smell of, of good smells. I've got a big nose, two big nostrils. I can smell the coffee um, in Brazil. You know what I mean? Can you smell but, my poo breath? Good this morning when you didn't brush your teeth. So anyway, but uh, but so I, I'm olfactory. I like to be able to comment on those sorts of things. And, I, and even though I'm colorblind, I appreciate when people put effort into you know their clothing. And I and I'll make comment on that. However, if I worked in corporate, I couldn't do that. So. I'm saying that my ability to express my love language in an appropriate way is being restricted because of PC-ness. Okay. Um, How do we handle that? Well, I think how we handle it is by the lives that you and I live. You don't work in corporate. Yeah. I don't work in corporate. It would suck the life out of us. Mm. Um, There are some people that can actually tolerate it 
Okay, probably because physical touch is not their primary love language. Um, <laughs> hey, good point. Maybe. Oh no, I think that's. Maybe. I'm not making it up. Like it's. We all are adapted into the environments that suit us most. Mm-hmm. But you know um, that people that get corporate burnout, so to speak, it's almost like love language burnout. Mm. They're looking for more meaning in their life. They're looking for more love in their life. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, it's because their needs in this episode's case, their love language mm. is not being met. So I would. I would um, I would say without going too deep and meaningful on this, if someone is in the corporate world with physical touch as their love language and they're not getting it from 7 in the morning to 6 at night, they, they, it's possible they could express that to the max outside of it. 100%. And that's where the whole, uh, what's the term for it? It's not, it's not hedonistic. What's the word where you go, you work hard Monday to Friday, it starts with 8 and I always forget it, and Saturday, Sunday, you just go on a bender. Is it hedonism? What's hedonism? Anyway. It's too big a word for Anyway. Me. I don't know. So uh, you'll go out. You'll, you'll work in a very structured environment Monday to Friday and a very PC environment, let's say. And then you go out all weekend and let's just make up stories here, but you go out, you take drugs, you attend strippers, you do all the bad things that in the PC world you have to repress and then it's just an overexpression to almost like make up for that dulling down. It's the DMR thing. It is the DMA thing, absolutely. What, what you repress, you express. Hey, I just saw where these comments come from, from your Poon in Queensland. One of my great mates, I haven't seen for a long time, Lee Woodhall. He lives there in your Poon. Your Poon? Mm. Good part of the world. How about that? Get out of Lee. Um, Alan, I, I hope that we've covered everything that we need to cover in this one. Is yeah. there anything else that we need to cover? No, I just think, I think we went on a tangent which was really quite necessary and that was just that um, absolutely – PC has its place mm. and there's um, times where it's incredibly valuable. Yep. Um, and at the same time, um, to, to treat everyone purely because of their anatomy mm-hmm. and make judgments and profiles on that yep. um, is probably somewhat short-sighted in a lot of scenarios. And Agreed. that's and that's and whether that changes or not is probably not um, up for debate. But I think the fact that we can be aware of that is, um, is important. I agree. Yeah. So, Alan... Thank you so much for sending that comment to us because it helps us discuss things better and um, and hopefully we've done a good job of discussing that. Then by no means um, have we meant to dismiss anything that you've said. Um, hopefully we've just we've clarified our position and also um, maybe spoken more about the word in inverted commas of rights um, as opposed to being you know maybe assumptions that people might have thought that they had privilege to do. Mm. So thanks so much and everybody else if you want to leave us a comment, ask us a question, please do so. Obviously go to facebook go to youtube you can do that now on youtube you know contact us personally send us emails and uh go to thewellnesscouch.com where you can check out the entire range of wellness podcasts available so much wisdom really love your insights your honesty and the fact that you're not scared to uh put it out there thank you so much until next time folks may the rest of your life continue to be the rest of your life Uh, did i just say that i think you did May (laughs) (laughs) may the rest of your life continue to be the best of your life This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.